Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Um, not a lot of purchases this last time. Mostly a lot of Kickstarters arrived last week. But um, as far as back issues, uh, mostly been focusing on wrapping up Marvel Team Up. Um, so I purchased three more issues of Marvel Team Up on eBay, which got me down to four more issues that I needed to complete. And I posted it, and somebody hooked me up with the other three <laughs> at a good price. So um, the power of social media. And now I just need one annual left to go and complete Volume 1. And that was one of my goals was to complete Silver Surfer, which I did. Volume 1 to complete Marvel Team Up. I wanted to complete Iron Man this year. It doesn't look like it'll happen. And the other one was Spawn, and I don't think that'll happen either. But uh, I did go down a lot of rabbit holes. So in all fairness, um, I went to the flea market and bought a lot of Dark Horse stuff that, that I didn't get. I During the time that Dark Horse was doing Aliens, Predator, and Terminator... I wasn't getting hardly any Dark Horse, um, and I was able to pick up a lot of it at the flea market for like 50 cents uh, a pop on each issue, and uh, that turned out really well. Um, so I filled a lot of uh, holes in Dark Horse um, that I, I mean, interest that I've had in Dark Horse. I, I still don't have a lot of Dark Horse, <laughs> although. Currently, like if you talk current previews, I've always been getting a fair share of Dark Horse comics. Um, it's probably anywhere between 30 to 40 percent of their output that I get on a monthly basis. Um, sometimes it's higher depending on the month. Sometimes it might hit 50 percent. Uh, I tend to get like all of their new properties. I don't get Hellboy stuff anymore. I, I did get into them for a while, but uh, yeah. So um, th those purchases, I, it looks like I'm gonna complete two of the um, four goals that I had this year. There still might be room that I complete one other, but that Spawn one, I still, you know have those 11 issues or so to go and they're pretty expensive like hundred dollars some are 30 some are 40 but it's not a cheap series to uh get um but uh we'll see how that goes um i also wanted to say that uh i finally got apple tv for a while anyway for uh, i think we have it for six months uh through our uh, Verizon thing. And uh, I've really enjoyed Ted Lasso. We're already entering our second season, and he's really like a phenomenal coach. Um, if you ever, if you're a software engineer and you learn like at the properties of Agile and what Agile encourages is like, leadership by the entire team in other words instead of having like an individual leader lead and uh, that's the way he runs the soccer team like I, i've never seen a better example of 
agile <laughs> you know they give you examples of what they desire and real life it's not as quite that way but the way ted lasso runs his soccer team is very agile so uh it's really cool to to watch that series and i think all the actors are phenomenal you know phenomenal it's one of those series that'll i'll go down in top five and the other series i i've been watching recently <clears throat> i've been trying to stay through you know i started in september and i went through october to try to stay in the horror genre um and i i've been doing a good job i've watched a lot of a lot of horror movies and uh i got to a horror series um and it, it takes me a while to get through a series or, or a movie a movie depending on how long it is could take me three elliptical sessions uh, a TV show is close like if it's 50 minutes I, I sometimes do like 35 minutes and then the next 20 plus the next episode on the elliptical but you know this one the watcher is um, on Netflix and it's a they're about anywhere from 45 minutes an episode to a little over 50 minutes and I was really surprised this is a horror movie about a family that moves into a really rich neighborhood but it, they don't want them there and uh, there's somebody that's watching their house and wants them to uh, to leave and is threatening them and uh, they use methods of manipulation to make the couple turn on one another and it's a, based on a true story and I, I haven't delved into a lot about the true story because I don't want to get spoiled on the series and I'm on episode <clears throat> I have uh, one more I have 10 more minutes left in ep one of the episodes and then I can enter the final two episodes because it's a seven episode series but uh, it's really, really good. Really enjoying that. And then I, I had no more questions. So I was like, what what can I talk about for at least, you know, five to ten minutes? And uh, there, I, I thought I would talk about, like, a, a topic that uh, I think is interesting is comics that comics or creators or things that I thought I would never try because I didn't like them when I was younger and now I'm really enjoying them well number one on that list and I haven't watched the Netflix series yet um, I, I watched the first episode and almost fell asleep so I don't know why it motivated me to to revisit the comic book but uh, I read Sandman at least the first 20 issues or so when it was coming out and my wife was reading it I was I was in college at the time and I for some reason it it wasn't latching on to me like I I didn't like it then matter of fact I think my wife continued reading past where I was reading um, and uh, now I'm reading it and with new older eyes I guess and I, I'm really enjoying it I'm only four issues in but I, I think it's phenomenal like I think it's amazing and it's pretty incredible how close the first episode was to 
the actual first episode, first issue of the comic book. So that that's a property I didn't think I'd ever revisit or go back to, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, some of the other things that that have changed my mind over the you know last couple of years are uh, Sam Keith. I I I didn't care for his art. I thought it, you know, when he draws Wolverine or the Max, it was minimalist and weird and the curvy hair would drive me crazy and now I think he's a genius so um and and I think what sparked my interest in the max was for some reason I got a wild hair up my ass to watch the uh MTV uh the max series and I, I watched it and then I started reading the comic book because I was getting the um when Max was coming out, I think I only got like 10 issues of the original series, and then I stopped. Um, but then I was buying the IDW remastered Max, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. <clears throat> so I started reading the Max and enjoying it, and then going back and purchasing other comics, like gay comics, where the Max appeared, and looking for Sam Keith's first works and picking up a lot of his series that I didn't pick up before and some issues of Marvel Comics Presents. I'd, I'd like to uh, complete that run. I, I think I'm about 70% complete with that run, but uh, at some point I, I would like to complete it. And um, so, you know, that was a creator that didn't jive with me and now i i think is amazing so there's that the other thing i thought i would never do and and i've read at least four or five titles is the manga you know i had tried it way back in the day because a lot of my co-hosts would rave about it and i i just couldn't latch onto it no matter what i read in terms of anime or manga um I couldn't I, I try to sit through Princess Minoki and I, I couldn't take it and I try I try to watch several animes and couldn't take it. And I still haven't gotten into the anime part of it other than I started watching um what the heck is that? I can't I can't even think of the series right now. I'm totally lost. But um as far as manga I, I've read uh something called the classroom i can't remember it was something classroom and it was like three or four volumes in one hardback manga and i really enjoyed that one and the reason i tried that one was because of one of those free comic book day ones i was like oh this sounds interesting maybe i should try it so i, I purchased that and i enjoyed that and uh then i read um the world with how to end or something like that it's like why the last man and i read two volumes of that and i really enjoyed that um slightly different than why the last man there's more men but not a lot and uh but it's really interesting and now i'm reading chainsaw man and chainsaw man's starting to lose me on volume four but i i decided i'm gonna stick with it and i'm gonna try to complete a volume of of uh, actual manga so like I, i've learned to appreciate manga 
and I, I didn't used to before. Um, and then I, another thing that I think happened, this was, this one was a little, you know, while back was I, I got into two properties I didn't give two shits about back then, GI Joe and, uh, let's see, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now I have almost a full run of GI Joe and, uh. I think I'm missing some of the Devil's Due and a few of the Marvel and uh, have most of the IDW, if not all of it. And then also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I never thought I would get into that. And I have almost the full run of the first volume, actually, except for like one through... I can't remember if it's... I'm I'm missing one for sure. I don't have any printing of it. And then I'm missing a sporadic number in the early numbers, like maybe three issues there. And then maybe a few more in the middle and a few at the end. And then I've been picking up other titles of that, but I have almost a full run of the IDW. I think there might be a few months where I just decided to get it because I wasn't reading it or, or not get it. When, when the sanity dropped in and says, you're not reading it, so don't get it. But then... Insanity said, maybe you should get it because it's good. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So th- those are two properties that I, I never could get into. Um, never got into the Garbage Pail Kids, although my brother had some of the stickers. And he, I think he had a few Madball, but I'm buying the comic books. Um, Garbage Pail Kids versus Madballs. So, um, yes, there's just tons and tons of examples that I can think of that... I didn't used to like and uh now I do um a, a lot of it is artwork too like there were there were certain artists I, I, I liked a lot of realism now and now I can look at a lot of abstract art and like stuff that doesn't look grammat you know like uh the anatomy is correct but uh I absolutely love it yeah so times have changed and I like to try just about every type of comic. I never thought I'd read Slice of Life, but I really do like Slice of Life comics. Um, I know some people don't like the term Slice of Life, but it's just things that happen in everyday life that could really happen. And some of those things, like True Story, Swear to God, they're based on true stories. They're they're not just uh, all fictionalized like some stories, the slice of life, it might be fiction, but a lot of the stories are nonfiction. Um, that happened around 2006 or seven, where I started reading slice, slice of life comics, probably around simultaneously with the same time that I started going to real conventions, like comic book conventions in San Diego, and then started going to Heroes and Baltimore. I still haven't been to a con, and I think. I think it's going on three years. It might be going on four. But, uh, so, yeah, there's there's a way to go there for, for sure. So I thought I'd talk about that. And then the next thing I, I want to talk about is what was, what, what did I purchase? Um, not purchase. What did I uh, read? I already talked about what I purchased. But uh, I need to to calculate some totals and I've 
I've been delinquent on on this show. Like it's it's been hard because my time is so constrained. Uh, with Sunday is usually my podcast day, and then I don't want to podcast because I'm just drained from the week. And on Friday, it's almost like I want to decompress, and I don't even want to read. Um, like on Friday, I almost want to have a good takeout meal with Barb and then watch TV and go to bed <laughs> and, and chill. But uh, that's when I usually record, and usually I've been getting out late on Friday, but uh, I was able to get out a little early today, uh, fortunate enough, and uh, record this episode, although I'm not sure anybody listens to it anymore. But anyway, it's a, it's a good way for me to chronicle how I'm feeling about comics and stuff that's going on. Um, I, I just can't believe on social media how people are so vocal about, oh, I hate this movie or hate that movie or don't go see Black Adam. It's a piece of shit. You know, that kind of stuff. It, it's it's weird how social media has made everyone a critic. And, you know, I post everything I read, but like I, I wouldn't consider myself a critic. I, I, I don't know if I influence anybody on a particular comic book, I might influence them to read comic books, but I don't think I ever influence them by my reviews. And even if I do review something bad, I hope that if they get the opportunity to read it, they'll explore it for themselves because just because something didn't work for me, doesn't mean it'll not work for you. And, and that's kind of the way I, I, I trust no one's opinion um, because they've been wrong and before and they said, oh, you won't like this and then I love it or, or you, you'll you love this and I don't love it. So I I, I kind of live my life as like if I'm in the mood, I don't want to experience something, I will experience it on my own um, without having anybody tell me go do this or go do that. Um, Barb knows me the best, but not in terms of entertainment. Like, I don't think she could predict what I will like or what I won't like, especially won't like. She can predict a lot of what I will like. Like, she could say, Mike, I think you'll really like this. And uh, she's usually right. Um, But she can't, like, say, oh, you won't like this, and then I'll watch it, and I do like it. And, And she knows me better than anybody. So... Yeah, Bill can't predict, I think, but he knows me, at least he knows my tastes and what kind of like we'll go for. He knows there's certain pretentiousness things that are things I really have to think about that I might not like. But um, in general, I, I think I just like to experience everything that I can on my own and then form some kind of judgment. And I'm people make fun of me because I like so much like well yeah I I I pretty much like anything where I can escape and not think about reality and just get into the show or get into the and that's the majority of things uh even when I read a comic that I don't like I'm always looking for something that I do like within it whether it be the colors or the inks or uh 
certain panel layouts or the letters page or, or something there's there's always something good an ad <laughs> but uh there's always something worthwhile to experience and um even if you read a bad comic there might be an ad in there for something else that you want to try that they'll turn you on to something else but um yeah it's uh, i'm fortunate enough to you know be able to to watch or read anything that i want to read um and also go to my library downstairs and pull out the single issue if i want and, and i'm a very mood oriented individual so uh tomorrow we're going to see black adam i i don't know if i'm gonna like it or not i think i'm gonna like it because i enjoy 98 percent of the things although from comic book movies i am kind of hitting that threshold where uh, a lot of them seem very similar in tone or style and uh, i'd rather go see something like uh fall you know about the two girls that climb a radio tower because it's so different you know like it's like something i've never seen before um and even though there's horror movies that yeah a lot of them fall into cachets there's there's some things that i i really that really click with me but anyway i'm going to pause here for a bit so i can uh, do some tallies on my books and we'll try to get through at least two weeks and i'll be back all right i'm back and let's uh start talking about some of the reads uh so this is from uh august 22nd through august 28th uh pretty impressive for me uh week uh 28 comics there was one kickstarter uh eight image one frank miller uh 16 dc one blood moon and one antarctic a lot of dc that week and i've been in a a mood lately to not read as much independence um and just read marvel and dc uh, it's been a mood i've been in for i don't know since august um but i still am reading a lot of image so um there were the three out of fives um we'll go image number four the standout all i have here is the standouts are still the same the jeff john story the story in black and white that's in the back i like a lot but uh, this was continuing a lot of the existing stuff. But even though some rise above the rest, there are some that I feel are not in my wheelhouse. So overall, in terms of an anthology, um, image, you know, this image 12-issue 30th anniversary special anthology is probably uh, batting 500 for me, but uh, it's still over... You know, I do enjoy it, so I, I give it a 3 out of 5. Sulphur Wells, I gave a 3 out of 5. After discussing it a little bit with Bill, it might have been a 4 out of 5, but I gave it what I originally, my initial read, but a story about a character that had a bad father and loses his mom to suicide, all related to an area called Sulphur Wells. Uh, it gives some historical references of the Wells and how it, led to the death of many uh later our main character goes diving for materials with his buddy 
and uh, that doesn't look like things are going to end up well. Um, so we got uh, the next one's Dead Crew number one. This is a Kickstarter in the form of Bronze Age Marvel Monster Team. Uh, it's definitely a love letter to Marvel Bronze Age Monsters. And it was good. Like, I was entertained, but I it was more like from the retro aspect of it. Like, it didn't, like throw in something where I was really captivated by the story or whatever, but the art felt like it was in that time frame. The writing felt like it was in that time frame. I can't complain about it. Even the pages look like they were trying to like color them in such a way that they look like a bronze age comic. But uh, yeah, that was a Kickstarter. So that was the Kickstarter. We then get into the four out of fives. We have scorched number eight. Soul crusher is in the dead zone as he's trying to get to Natasha he has a run-in with Spawn, and Natasha becomes Plague Spawn. The Scorch take on Plague Spawn and take her out, but she is not destroyed. The Sin Devourers show up. We got King Spawn, number 12 to 13. Terry tried to blow up the God Throne, but it was reconstructing it itself. Uh, Zab and Azriel have a run-in with Spawn. Spawn sends Azriel back to heaven, where it appears the angels are are there to destroy him terry got the crown and spawn is there to retrieve it spawn works to bring back wanda terry is on the run a boy is introduced and he controls this character called comax which i don't think up to this point like i think comax is like brand new uh something but there wasn't a lot there to give you any background on it um something wants their assistance with spawn uh, Raven Spawn takes out Zab, and Spawn fights with Raven Spawn. So that's King Spawn, and then we got Gunslinger Spawn, number ten and eleven. Radcliffe becomes a huge, a huge sword carrying Wendigo to battle uh, Gunslinger. Uh, Gunslinger introduced to Spawn and the Scorched. Gunslinger reunited with Taylor, and then attacked. Taylor was the boy that was originally in the first few issues of. Um, Gunslinger Spawn. He was attacked by Radcliffe, who I think is now called Winterstone. Spawn 331 332 is the origin of Cogliostro, and uh, then Spawn and Cog fight as his new, I forget what his new name is when he's in that costume. We have Omega Man number two and three from DC Comics. This is the origin of Brute. As the Omega Men are fighting the Citadel, they try to recruit Brute's race in a war, but they are pacifists, and that doesn't work. Tigor and Primus fight for leadership as the Citadel hires Lobo and another bounty hunter to take out Callista, who is Primus's lover. I uh, was reading that for DC Spotlight with Kyle, and those were really good. We also, uh, also read Sandman Nightmare Country, where a girl is introduced and shows how the Corinthian might be interested in her. Also gives the origin of the Corinthian. We have Superman Space Age. This is the Mark Russell Superman deluxe book. Uh, it's the end of the world for Superman, and this story tells the backstory from birth to how they got here and the formation of the Justice League. Luther blows up Coast City after he wins a government contract has the feel of new frontier as far as like a world bearing series is um mark russell usually has a lot of hidden messages which i like this one particularly didn't have a lot it was sort of a straightforward telling 
of his intake of like his new frontier. I don't think it plays into continuity because it doesn't read like it plays into continuity. Uh, but everything's its own continuity in my mind, so yeah, I can I can I can make it fit in my mind. Um, we got jungle. Con I hate the term, by the way, when people say it's not in continuity, it doesn't matter. Oh god, that drives me fucking nuts. All right, jungle comics number five and six, Antarctic. This this just the Antarctic anthologies just continue to like bring joy to my life. I like them so much. A lot more than the image ones. The anthology of jungle stories continues with Jojo. The plane that crash landed in a prehistoric land, and then it's got a David and Goliath, the bird eater, that's with the spider that raised the kid, and has the new feature of Fauna, the jungle girl. We have DC vs. Vampires, number one through four, as the death of Andrew Bennett's wife, the vampire world attacks the Legion of Doom, and Hal Jordan to infiltrate the Justice League. It's up to Batman and Green Arrow to defend. Zantana turns and tries to bite Constantine, but he keeps her around until fate kills her. That's Dr. Fate, by the way. Well, the five out of fives are Doom Patrol number one. This is uh, volume two. And it's the, it's the Morrison run, but Morrison didn't start till issue 19. So this is the prior stuff. Uh, reads really well if you read the prior series like the ending of the prior ser series actually leads up to this year to this uh, volume two number one uh, really nicely like um, even though there's like a decade I think between issues it's 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 pretty cool more than a decade but uh, after the destruction of the Doom Patrol from volume one the team reforms with Robot Man Celsius and is looking to find her husband, uh, which is uh, Niles Calder, uh, the doctor. Uh, we have Frank Miller Presents Ashcan. It features a uh, snippet of Ronin 2 and Ancient Enemies. Ronin 2 is kind of black and white, kind of like a Sin City look. There's some colors and stuff. It, w it looked really beautiful. Uh, it wasn't drawn by Frank Miller. It was written by Frank Miller and... I can't remember who drew it, uh, but it looks amazing. Uh, and then I can't remember who drew the second story, Ancient Enemies, but that was really good. I would know who wrote it. It was Dan DiDio, so that was really cool. And then we get to the next five out of five, Flashpoint, uh, Batman Night of Vengeance, one through three. Uh, Batman is dealing with the death of Bruce, and his wife Martha uh, becomes the Joker. Penguin is his servant, um, and then death of Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Selina Kyle is Oracle. Uh, Joker captures Harvey's kids and uh, kills one of them, and um, this really messes up Harvey's wife um, and turns her into a two-faced kind of character. Uh, we have Flashpoint Beyond 0 through 3. Batman works to try and bring back his son, Bruce. Uh, Hart, this, you know, that is um, Thomas Wayne. And this series focuses on Thomas Wayne. Harvey's wife becomes Two-Face, which we kind of expected. And uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman die in this alternate version. Superman wants to team with Batman to fend off the Kryptonian invasion. 
So that was the top books for uh, the top books. The five out of fives for 822 through 828 were Doom Patrol number one, volume two. Frank Miller presents Ashcan from Frank Miller Comics. Uh, we have Flashpoint Batman, Night of Vengeance, uh, one through three, and Flashpoint Beyond, zero through three, from DC Comics. We then get into the week of August 29th, 2022, to September 4th of 2022. We'll start at the bottom. Really impressive uh, count on comics this week. And I was driven by a publisher called Aerosol. Um, I think that's what shot me over um, the limit that week. Um, there was one Skywald, six Marvel, uh, 24 DC. Again, again, you can see the trend of more... Marvel and DC, and then Aerosol had nine, and I think there would have been more if I had more Aerosol comics. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> I've been trying to hold off on my next uh, purchase till the new year um, from my comic shop, and my target will be some of these titles that I discovered here um, because I want to finish reading them. I was intrigued by them. Uh, we'll get to the three out of fives. We have Jurassic League, one, two, four. While I have preferred no text or captions, like in the uh, animated series Primal on HBO Max, uh, this was still a lot of fun. Um, I think the captions took away from it, like having the dinosaurs talk. But um, I, th I think it would have worked better if it was like all done visually and there were really dinosaurs with this powers and stuff. We have uh, Black Adam, the Justice Society Files Cyclone. This is a, to a totally a movie tie-in and nothing to do with the original Cyclone or with the current Black Adam comic book. It was interesting, however. It did contain a second story, but it was part two of one, so I was positive they published it out of order. And what I did find is I didn't order uh, the this Black Adam... Uh, what was it? Black Adam... Mm, I can't remember which one it was I was missing. But uh, I, I did get a copy of my comic shop. It wasn't my preferred copy because it was a cover B, uh, not cover A. But, uh, oh well, uh, I took what I can get. We have Wetworks 3 through 4. Uh, the This is volume 2, uh, the Wetworks team. So I counted that against DC. Uh, it's going after... Uh, a character called Vascar. He's like a vampire. Pesephiron, uh sure does look like Zealot, though. I just wanted to make a point of that. Uh, DC Saved by the Bell Reeve. Uh, cool stories with John and Damien in school. Barbara and Dick going to prom. Suicide Squad becoming teachers undercover. Azriel and other... And Order of St. Dumas. Tiny Titans meet... Uh, Suicide Squad, and I really enjoyed the return of Gotham Academy. It was a fun issue. I didn't plan on getting that one because I, th the way it was advertised, seemed a little like on the all ages. But then I was like, you get all ages stuff, so go ahead and go for it. Um, so there we go. Uh -huh. And I enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of five. We have the Heap number one. This this comic book I thought was a magazine because it was Skywald. And uh, I had read about this in one of the Tomorrow's publications. And I, ever since I read that article, I was like, this was on my radar. 
and Aaron Myers had a copy of it, so I bought it. But this is about a pilot who crashes into chemicals and becomes the heap, um, which is like a Swamp Thing type character. He saves a young blind woman from a lion and hunters and returns to her, her to her father, and that is... Uh, her father's related to Dr. Frankenstein. He agrees to give his body to the scientist if he restores the sight to his daughter. He does, and she screams when she sees the heap, which is the irony of the whole situation. He attacks the doctor and curses the gods and is struck by lightning, but resurrected again. Uh, there's a story of a ship called a ship called Central America. A true story. That was pretty interesting. A uh, sci-fi thriller about a large octopus that prevents them from getting uh, gold. The octopus is in the Aztec... Uh, uh, I don't know what I was writing here. Pedro, who never allow anyone to get his gold. Uh, the Curse of the Broken Balcony, about a friend who runs into a classmate that bought a murder house and is haunted... But he ended up getting killed <laughs> a lot there in the heap. Uh, it was a color comic, uh, regular size. Uh, I don't know if Skywall did a lot of these. I, I've known them for magazines, and I don't have any Skywall. But uh, Vince B. of 11 O'Clock Comics always talks about Skywall, so I wanted to jump on this. And this particular one I wanted because it was in a Tomorrow's publication, and I was like, that sounds cool to read. We have Spectacular Spider-Man number 18. Uh, it had to continue the story from the Marvel Tales. This is uh, not Peter Parker's Spider-Man that I've been reading, but I, I read Marvel Tales. Uh, I probably didn't take credit for it, but it was uh, a Marvel Tales I bought because it had a Todd McFarlane cover on it with uh, Angel and Spider-Man. And... Uh, I've been trying to get all the Todd McFarlane covers and the Marvel Tales, and uh, this is one of them, but the story continued in a spectacular Spider-Man 18. Iceman was being controlled by Rampage. If you read read the the Champions, uh, you probably would remember Rampage. Uh, Spidey took him through a car wash to wake his ass up, and that's uh, Iceman because he was possessed. Uh, that was a fun issue. Uh, we have Blood Syndicate Year 1, number 1 through 4. feels different than the original, for sure. And the action starts immediately with two ex-gang members. Come back to Paris Island from the army serving in the Middle East and find the whole world has changed. Everything is in chaos, and those gangs that would join Holocaust are now his on his kill list. We have Warlock 5, Volume 1, Number 7. This is one of the aerosols. In the past, a warrior tries to save a witch from a demon. Cut to the present, where two women look like they are going to seduce a warlock, but uh, stab him instead. Later, there is a phone call t to the two from the past, because uh, he must be immortal from a strange person. This story is all over the place, but that that's what makes it so fucking interesting. We have Sandman number one. Uh, a magus captures a Sandman and is trying to uh, capture death in the 1910s. And in the 80s, he breaks free and puts his son in a never-ending nightmare. That's from DC Comics, and I had talked about how much you know I didn't like Sandman originally, and now it's rocking my world. 
We have Amazing Fantasy 1000. It started the Labor Day weekend with Amazing Fantasy. I was not planning on getting this, but my LCS put it in my box because I get Amazing Spider-Man from there. There were some really great stories in here, and three of them brought a tear to my eye. So as a real Spider-Man fan, I really enjoyed this. We have uh, Black Adam um, 1 through 3. Uh, this is the series currently going on. Very different than what I expected. Uh, Theo Adam is dealing with politics in the United States. His battle with Darkseid left him severely injured, and he has to pass the Shazam mantle to a med student. That med student becomes White Adam, and Black Adam dies from his injuries. Very strange turn of events and things that happen in that. <clears throat> From Marisol, we had a comic book, very unusual comic book called Leather and Lace. I read number three through seven and ten. Uh, went to my database and found a few more Blair, Blair works, which led me to read like Warlock Five and a couple other ones that I had. Uh, this one seems to be like a story of two women and a teenager going to Thailand to find a woman's sister who has been kidnapped by a sex ring. They rent a boat from a, this fat man that sends rat kids to kill them, and they're they're dressed like little rats. They really are in rat costumes. Uh, they end up getting a boat from the guy who owns the hotel and bar. They go on an adventure to find the sister while several odd characters are chasing them. Um, finished reading all the Barry Blair I had on hand, found out the sister they were trying to rescue in Cambodia was really a drug lord. The stuff happening in New York is very confusing. Having missed issues 8 and 9, I missed a lot of the story. I will seek out the rest, and that's what I was talking about my next mycomicshop.com purchase. Oh yeah, Warlocks, not plural, you know, number nine. This is Barry Blair has a demon dealing with three kids. A nuclear explosion destroys everything but the kids who are protected by in a bubble. There is a jungle tribe trying to look for missing members of the tribe when they come across a strange sticky substance that has trapped their people. And when they try and fight a werewolf demon, they're in trouble because until a samurai guy helps them out. And now the tribe owns him. Uh, if that sounds weird, it's because it is. But it, it's highly intriguing. Um, it, it sucked me into the story. We have Warlock 5, Book 2, Number 3. My first exposure to Warlock, Volume 2, picked this up for a dollar, and it was awesome. Some weird Robocop and two kids searching for Warlock 5. A Nazi woman kills uh, many in the subway, two elves, and a priest fight a werewolf demon. What the hell is this book about? But I really liked it. <laughs> we have uh, a new champion of Sazam. I really enjoyed how this took everything in the current continuity and mixed it with the vibe of the film to give us a great story. Billy had uh, taken ill, taken all of the power to the Rock of Eternity. Now his foster family no longer has the power of Shazam. Mary is off to start a new life in uh, college and while with her new roommate um, Happy the Magic Rabbit is tasked by Billy to give her powers back she eventually accepts and she has to save others from Disaster Master later she goes back to her dorm and finds her parents have gone missing we have Sandman Universe Nightmare Country 2-4 through four. really enjoying the Nightmare Country that focuses on the female arts student 
student Madison Flynn caught in the situation where creatures from the dream world are chasing her and want her to kill her. She is being chased by Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy, who want to kill her. The Carithian is fascinated with her, and she sees the fat, smiling man everywhere she goes. This leads her to getting into her dorm, set on fire, and then going to a rich Republican's house who seems to have a gay relationship with one of their friends. And he co collects serial killer artifacts and wants to trade Madison for questions that Mr. A Agony and Mr. Ecstasy have to answer. And then the Carithian answers. We have X Factor Volume 1, Number 6. Uh, the first run in with Apocalypse does not end well uh, with the death of Mike and Susie. Uh, did the Phoenix Force rear its ugly head again? Uh, we have Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man 15 and 16. Pete is in Latveria looking for MJ. This Doombot wants Spider-Man's head. Spidey destroys the Doombot. Also mention of Sue inviting Reed for Dr. Doom. Spidey has the flu but decides to go out anyway. He has a bounty on his head and is being hunted. He decides to go to the Daily Bugle, which Venom is there seeking revenge on the Sandman. He does uh, into run into Spidey, but Spidey saves the day with the fire. We have Amazing Spider-Man number 16. Peter and Mary, sorry, and May have to leave the penthouse because MJ presumed dead and the agent took all the money. Uh, Peter stops... Um, Peter helps stop his current employer's company from being destroyed, but loses his job in the process. <clears throat> so Pete is at an absolutely low. He has no job. He has to move out. He has no place to live. Aunt May moved in with uh, Mary Jane's aunt, or sorry, her mom. And Peter's stuck with nobody. We have Flashpoint Beyond number four. Thomas is trying to craft a clock from the body of Thawne. That's reverse flash to get his son back. Suicide Squad goes after Wonder Woman. The boy of Dent goes in a Robin-like costume to visit his two-faced mom. Martha is alive. It's a great tribute to Neil Adams at the back. Uh, it's one of those things uh, that they've been doing in some of these comics, like a tribute to George Perez, a tribute to Neil Adams. This one actually written by Tom King, and it was really interesting because it's based on an interview in one of those comic review magazines uh we have uh, batman fortress one through three this is sort of like an elseworlds an alien invasion causes the loss of power across the entire world batman tries with the justice league to attack the aliens but that does not work where is superman the guardians will not help the aliens are after superman for the death of their worlds where is Superman? Batman must team with Lex Luthor to go Lex Luthor to go to Superman's Fortress of Solitude, and that ends that. So um, that week we had four comics that were four out of fives, but only two titles: Flashpoint Beyond number four and Batman Fortress one through three. I want to thank you for listening and. Uh, I'll continue with probably two more and then just keep doing two if I could do it every other week just to, at least to not fall farther and farther behind. And the next two weeks look very sparse in terms of comics, so I might be able to do three. 
but I want to thank you for listening. Please send me questions, or I'll have to make up. You'll have to put up with my own questions um, as we go on. If I don't get questions, I'll start to think about something else to do, like maybe read an article or something out of Wizard or or something to discuss. But uh, I'll be creative uh, to do to do whatever I do at the beginning. But um, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Mike Myers Brunch on Twitter. That's the best place. That's the best place to send me quit questions. You can send me email at Mike at comicbooknoise.com. And you can find this podcast at geekbrunchpodcast.com. And you can go to Facebook and type Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. Follow all the episode threads there. Geek Brunch Retro, Geek Brunch. This podcast, Mike M's Weekly Reads. And... Uh, you can also go to dcnoisepodcast.com and find DC Spotlight there with me and Kyle. And uh, that's all I have to say, and we'll talk to you again hopefully in a week or at max at two weeks. I probably do have a business trip coming up soon, so I'd like to do one more before that trip. But they might move it closer. I don't know what's going to happen. It might might move in, it might move out, I don't know. But uh, we'll see, I'll play it by ear, see how things go. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, thank you for listening and putting up with me. I'll talk to you later, bye.